It's the Free Kit Martin Podcast, and we'd like to introduce you to the main character in this story. His name is Chris Martin. Christian Richard Martin and his military friends would later nickname him Kit. The name Kit Martin is beginning to become a household name across our country. He's a convicted American hero. We cannot figure out for the life of us how anyone could ignore this story. He grew up in an average middle-class military family. His father retired from the Air Force and served in Vietnam. One of his sisters also retired from the Air Force after serving in the nurse corps. Now, Kit's mother, she grew up in England and later became an American citizen. So as you can imagine, coming from an Air Force family, they moved extensively, and Kit utilized all of that time to earn the prestigious Eagle Scout designation. With the family's military history at 17 years old, Kit Martin decided to join the United States Army Reserves. He learned to be a Calvary Scout while attending the University of Nebraska. And upon graduating college with honors, he earned a full commission as a full-time Army officer. Kit met and fell in love for the first time in his life with Stacy. They were married for 13 years and were blessed with three children. Kit had hoped that resigning from the Army would save his marriage, but it didn't. After the marriage ended on good terms, Kit met his next wife, or so he thought. Her name was Joan Harmon Guerre. When tragedy struck our country on 9-11, Kit believed it was his duty once again to join the active military. His new wife, Joan, really loved this decision because, uh, well, Kit would later learn that her support was sort of motivated by her desire to alienate him from his biological children and Stacy and his entire family for that matter. Kit would also learn later that their military travels assisted Joan in covering her little tainted horrific past. And when we say horrific, that's an understatement. And then there's the distance. It's quite beneficial for covering up lies pertaining to her own biological children. Although Kit had resigned from active military, you know he had continued to serve in the National Guard and trained to even become a military helicopter pilot and eventually flew almost every type of helicopter available to the military. He even flew four tours during the Gulf War and earned so many honors, medals, including a prestigious combat action badge. This is American hero. He had a 30-year untainted military career until the truth about the beloved Joni began to surface. He noticed lie after lie. Can you imagine? Her history and even her three biological children's history were not anything like the picture that she had painted him at the beginning of their relationship. When he eventually asked her for a divorce, one of Kit's adult children overheard the conversation. Joan told Kit, I will ruin you. I'll ruin your military career. I know how to do it. I'll just say you abused me. He filed for a divorce anyway, only to find out he wasn't married to her to begin with. She was still married to her last victim. When she vowed, I will ruin you, our American hero could not imagine how his life was about to change. A court-martial, three murder and four life sentences, Kit Martin's in a Kentucky prison, wrongfully convicted, and this is one of the greatest American tragedies of our time. Welcome to the Free Kit Martin Podcast. My name is Crystal McKenzie. I'm a radio personality. Ex-wife of Kit Martin, Stacy Stone, is my partner. We advocate for freedom of this innocent man. I mean, think about it. 
108 DNA samples, zero connected to Kit. They never took Joan Harmon's DNA. Zero evidence in that entire trial connected to Kit Martin. They were able to convince a jury of 12 that this man committed triple murder with zero evidence and all chaos. Oh, and guess who was caught with one of the victim's phones? Joan Harmon. We're trying to make sense of the corruption. We're trying to make sense of the lies. Help us unpack the Kit Martin story. Hello and welcome to the Free Kit Martin Podcast. I'm Stacy Stone and I'm here with Crystal McKenzie. Hey, honey. Um, well, we're over our colds. Now we just have the cold weather to contend with. Is it a blizzard in Tennessee yet? It is not snowing, but it is cold, and that is not my favorite time of year. Yeah, and it's going to be one of all week. It's going to be on again, off again, but we do have blizzard weather in parts of the United States. So if you're dealing with that, at least you have the podcast. We will keep you warm with some details. Oh, with some details on the uh, Kit Martin story. It is an unbelievable tale. And I think something like this, an American hero serving time in jail for crimes he didn't commit, I just can't figure out why not everybody in the whole world wants to be a part of this movement. Well, and I think that's part of this movement is getting the word out. I think there's so many people out there that either haven't heard it or they just don't understand the depth of it. They don't understand how the court-martial and the murders were all related and it was all instigated by the same person. Yeah. So I think that's a big part of it. It's a really big part of it. And of course, the person that we're talking about, the alt-perp, <laughs> is um, Joan Harmon. But one of the things that you and the angels, we call them Kit's Angels, figured out a couple of weeks ago is that her name has changed. What is her name now? Her name is now Adele Joan Gritton. And Gritton... Uh, the only relation to that that we can find is that was her stepfather's last name. Right, out of Oregon. Uh, did, right, and we did get a copy of that, and there was a judge that had signed that. So the the name has been a legal change. However, I'm not sure what story she may have told to have that done because, as I understand it, since she has a felony of bigamy where... Kit Martin thought he was married to her, and he later, you know, eight or nine years later, found out he never was married to her. And so she was convicted of a felony. And my understanding, and I'm not a lawyer, but my understanding is if you have a felony, you're not supposed to be able to change your name unless that is granted by a judge. Of course, I can only imagine the stories that she may have told the judge to get that done. Yeah. And I did figure out the judge's name and looked it up. Um, his name is the Honorable Clint Harris. Or made that happen for Joan. You know, and that happened, if I'm not mistaken, Crystal, when she was granted an order for a name change. If I'm not mistaken, Kit was arrested in May of 2000 and for the court martial. Was that right? 2015 granted a name change in July of the same year. And which is, if I'm not mistaken about that, and then what is really puzzling, and this is not around the name change, but very puzzling to me is that Joan Harmon, who was living in shelters because she was quote unquote scared, all of a sudden came up with all this money and was able to purchase a home in 
Franklin, Kentucky, for around one hundred seventy-nine thousand. Wow. A big house, the $179,000 house in Franklin, Kentucky. It is. And the weird part of that to me, you know, I've been in real estate most of my life, and some of our supporters that are helping us with the case have been. And she was able to get an FHA, which is a government type loan, Federal Housing Administration. However, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that she could not have qualified for the criteria to get a Federal Housing Administration loan. So I'm wondering what kind of fraud went on there. And, I, you know, I'm just saying it because there's no way that she had the income to support getting a loan for that amount. So there's something weird going on there for sure. Now, if you've never watched the Kit Martin um, trial, just right there on Court TV, you can Google that. It's the Kentucky versus Christian Martin. Watch that trial and you will be all caught up on what we are doing here. Do you think, though, uh, Stacey, during the trial that the jury kind of noticed all of the chaos that was going around the name Joan Harmon? I mean, how would you miss it, right? Yeah, I think it would have been hard for them not to have felt or seen or heard the chaos. In fact, I'm thinking those may be some of the reasons for the conviction because it was very difficult to understand what was going on in the trial. And it was never made very clear to the jury. You know, I've kind of lived this whole thing with Kit, just knowing from the beginning. And if I had never known the backstory, I wouldn't have known what was going on. I still watched that trial on demand on court TV. And I, to this day, still pick up things that I did not pick up back then. So yes, chaos is a very good word. Yeah. That is why I asked because I was just watching one and you know, uh, This is incredible. But Tom Griffiths, our defense attorney, asking Scott Smith, who is the lead investigator from Christian County up on the stand, he's asking him, did you have any other suspects? And, of course, he got around that, well, we had persons of interest, you know. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to slow down and do my really bad Kentucky accent there. But he did. he's like, well, we had other persons of interest. Okay, maybe I did mean to do it. You had other suspects, right? I had other people of interest. Joan Harmon? She was a person of interest at the beginning, was fairly quickly ruled out due to location and activity that she was doing at the time that the uh, suspected murder of Mr. Phillips happened. Well, you didn't get her DNA, right? No, sir, I did not. And then he quickly ruled out that Joan had anything at all to do with any of this. He used the word quickly. Well, what was her alibi? Because guess what? Kent Martin had three alibis. (laughs) So why did they choose to pursue him and not her? Especially a woman that shows up in the AT&T store with one of the victims, the dead victim's phone, and then they never even brought her in to question her about that? That's right. Something's not right. And that was weeks later. It was like six weeks later. I mean, this happened, the murders happened right before the week before Thanksgiving. And she brought that into the AT&T store on New Year's Eve that same year, 2015. So all those weeks she had it. And, you know, the fact that it was not ever checked by anyone or asked to be checked 
by anyone as far as the prosecution, where it was, where it had traveled to, all of those things. Houston, we have a problem. I mean, that is a very, very big deal. Yes, because, I mean, they followed Selbright Records, the expert opinion, which apparently Smith misinterpreted, said that Kit's phone and the victim's phone had the same path of travel, and it did not. However, why didn't they check Joan's phone to see her path of travel and compare the two? Because I think if they had continued to check the movement of Pam Phillips' phone and Joan Harmon Guerra Martin Gritton's phone, I believe they would see that they that they were together the entire time. And, you know, it's like Emilio said on one of our previous episodes, Joan Harmon could have said an alien ship dropped that phone in her yard and they would not have questioned. No, they didn't question any of it. And the fact that the cops did absolutely nothing. I mean, there's a detective noiseworthy just doing his obligatory drive by after he picked it up at the AT&T store. Yeah, we got a big old problem with all of that. It's just so suspicious. And they got by with it. I don't know how on earth 12 people in Hardin County came to a guilty verdict, but it completely freaked out thousands of people across the nation and the world. I'm going to do a big shout out right now to Ireland. That is our second highest um, listenership as far we have a lot of United States listeners on this podcast. Ireland is number two, not Canada. I know. Isn't that amazing? Um, So yeah, you would think those would be our neighbors here in Canada. I always think of uh, them kind of being part of us, but yeah, even out of the Canadians and North America, we have our Irish friends listening. We have people over in Great Britain. We have people in Germany and we really, really appreciate it. These are all places, of course, that Kit has served in the United States Army. And uh, we know a lot of those folks are following as well. So thank you so much to our international listeners here on the free Kit Martin podcast. By the way, you know, we're putting this all onto YouTube now. I'm starting to put reels onto YouTube. And eventually you and I are going to turn the mic on and just throw our faces up there as well. And that'll be a quick way to get the thousand that we need to start really pulling in the uh, listenership that we need for something like this, because you know how the old Amway sales thing went, you tell two people, then they tell two people. And if you're old enough to remember the Amway thing, um, God bless you. But yeah, that's the way this works in social media as well. We really would love for you to use that hashtag free kit Martin and also the hashtag Joan had the phone. It makes it more interesting to be quite honest with you. We'd like for you to follow, share, like anything you see on social media. And by the way, we're not just on Facebook and YouTube. We're also on Instagram and we've got a very big following or starting to get a good following on TikTok. And that's where we put a lot of this kind of stuff. A lot of our content goes to TikTok because it's just, well, for, number one, it's fun to make those. And you can, and, and a lot of, you want to hear the story quickly, right? Uh, a lot of people don't have the time to sit and listen to, wow, there was a court martial and he went to jail for 30, oh, it's 90 days after the court martial. And what was that all about? And here I'm trying to catch up. You know, I know it's really hard to kind of follow this story, but we make it a lot easier for you over there on our YouTube channel, our TikTok channel. You can really catch up quickly. And most especially the way to do that would be on Court TV and just watch the trial. Right, Stacey? 
Absolutely. We're also, I want to mention, available on Apple, I believe. Right? Oh, yes, we are available on Apple. So if you've been going, say, to Podbean and listening to this, that's fine. But if you do have Apple devices and your Apple phone, you know what I actually got us set up on is the whole Alexa thing. And that's fascinating. So, you know, anything that you say to Alexa, like Alexa, you know, turn on the free Kit Martin podcast, that's all a go now. So all of that is just fascinating to me. Hey, speaking of um, social media, we want to thank the real media outlets who have followed this story as well. Court TV for taking this story and covering it back in June of 2021. Dennis Ferrier, too. I saw you on one of the Dennis Ferrier episodes. What a kind gentleman he seems like number one but this is a very famous guy out of nashville right at the fox station out of nashville that's right and he uh we will be working with him to do some more um to have some more coverage on the case and he is is a very kind soul he covered adam brazil was exonerated after 12 years in prison for mistaken identity for murder and dennis farrier covered that on the farrier files and this is how I, I was introduced to him. But he's been very, very helpful. Uh, we are talking to some other media sources and have had interest shown. And we will be coming out soon with some more coverage, which brings me to Emilio's book. Is yes, coming out. days yeah. away now. Isn't that something? Yeah. February 13th, we learned on our last episode that Emilio Corsetti's book, I Will Ruin You, which is basically the book of the Kit Martin story and the Kit Martin trial and the injustice industry that put that man behind bars. So that will be out, and he hopes that it will be out by that date. And um, what was the subtitle? There's a new subtitle to that yeah. book, I believe. Yeah, the twisted truth behind the Kit Martin trial, which does make sense. I, I said it kind of sounds like, you know, when he first said it, I was like, it kind of sounds like something I've seen on YouTube, which there is. You know, we have had uh, some really famous people like talk, Dr. Todd has covered this story. And one of my favorite channels out there is that chapter with Mike. And he's also Irish. I bet you that's where we're getting a lot of our Irish people, too. He is from Ireland. And, yeah, that chapter has also covered the Kit Martin story. So uh, some of those bigger YouTube uh, channels, you know. Um, but, um, hey, I want to talk to you about the discovery. Where is the discovery right now? Kit has been promised he would get an electronic copy of that for over two years. I had one of our attorneys and who said that he would help me to get that. And he's been trying diligently. And I don't know the legalities of it because, as we know, the appeal has been sent in for reconsideration to the Supreme Court. Perhaps that's the holdup. I'm not sure. But at this point, we have not been able to get a copy of the discovery, which once the Supreme Court decision has been made, we'll need to get a copy of that for whatever attorney that yeah, takes that. Yeah, wherever the family goes next. So it's in Frankfurt, the capital of Kentucky. And of course, as uh, Stacy just mentioned, this is in their hands again for reconsideration. They've already taken the arson charges and just threw them away. They know that part of this case was absolute BS. They know it. 
I like that. I like that that happened. That gives me hope for mankind, number one. And number two, it gives me hope that in this reconsideration, do you have any idea what we were arguing in the reconsideration as far as our attorneys? It was about being able to use the hearsay evidence in the trial because our whole system has been built around not being able to use hearsay. However, the judge, Judge Atkins, made the decision to allow on the prosecution side to allow four people to testify the hearsay evidence. However, that wasn't allowed on our side. We weren't even allowed to have um, Joan Harmon and her son to come in the courtroom and plead the fifth in front of the jury. She had to do that so that the jury didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. And so my understanding is the main thing that is being taken back in front of the Supreme Court at this time is about the hearsay evidence. So yeah. we're waiting on a ruling. On Think about that. That can't change. If it changes in the state of Kentucky, it can change on a national level, too. And that's just basically he said, she said. And that makes the justice system like a downright dangerous place to be at that point. You know, I feel like it is very dangerous. You know, Crystal, we talked about this some last night. When Kit Martin met Joni, and she had a pattern of this behavior, she actually, you know, the man she had been with before Kit was Carlos Guerra. And, you know, she had Kit and everyone around convinced that Carlos Guerra was this horrible man. He had been mean to her. He was a Guatemalan special forces agent who was trained with a knife to kill and so she had everybody in her life thinking the worst of Carlos. Right. And then when the court martial came down and he came in and actually testified, he had been looking for his children. And he actually was this sweet man that drove a forklift oh. in Tennessee. Oh, that's and just so sad. Like she made him out to be. So this is a pattern of behavior. So if there was anyone that had any fear of Kit Martin, it had to be that she had instilled that fear in them, not because they had a valid reason to be afraid, but because Joan continues that pattern of behavior of speaking very poorly, very bad, making whoever that she was with the one before to seem like they're an evil, mean fighting machine because that's mm -hmm. her pattern. That's her history of what she's done since she was 14 to 15 years old. She, oh my God. And she even started the rumor that one of her children's teeth were bad because of Carlos, because Carlos wouldn't allow her to brush her teeth, right? That's what she told about one That's of her daughters. so sad. That is so abusive. Yes, it is. One of her daughters was a toddler and her teeth were rotting. And she told my children... Well, the reason they're that way is Carlos wouldn't let me brush them. He was that mean. Well, that's such a, in Tennessee, we call that hogwash. Yeah. I mean, there's just no truth to that whatsoever. It's just very, very, the whole thing's very sad. You know, EJ, during the court martial, got by with the whole Roman whip thing. I mean, it wasn't that anybody bought that story, right? I mean, do, right. do any of us buy it? Because first of all, you can't buy a Roman whip. I mean, that. There may be whips for sale in Rome, you know, but uh, what I'm saying is you can't buy something like this, like she explained. 
Um, you no, know, you can't. these are stories. These stories just keep, you know, all of Kit's military rights, all of his benefits. He lost it all because of that story, because of this, what looked like a weird made up makeup picture to us. Could have been some sort of injury, but it certainly wasn't at the hand of your ex-husband, Kip Martin. If there was any abuse going on, man, I would say that was at the hand of of Joan. You know, I think I told a story in one of our previous previous episodes, and I'll make it quick. But if there was any violence in that relationship, it was her, because mm-hmm. I later learned that our five year old son, she had reared her hand back with a shoe about to hit him, and when he was young and Chris caught her. And so, and she also, there was stories of how she had taken this supposed picture of Elijah up and down the street, showing all the neighbors saying, Oh, look how bad kid is. Look what he did to my son. Kit wouldn't have done that. Now, you know me, Crystal, if I had any idea, even a centimeter that Kit Martin would be mean to any children, I would have never allowed my children to go around him. No. And that just wasn't the case at all. You know, no. he wasn't, he's not that kind of person. No. And I will go on like uh, to say even further and double down and say that this, this guy provided for them probably the best life they ever lived. He absolutely did. He sent the children to private schools. He went with Elijah to karate lessons. I mean, I don't know what all they were involved in. But I do know that they lived a very good, very good life because of Kit Martin. Yeah, and she wasn't going to lose that. that. She was not going to lose that. Um, I mean, because he went to her and said, I want a divorce. And man, she decided, nope, 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 you can't divorce me. And then they find out that she's a bigamist. And then there's a court martial and he's done everything wrong, known to man that a man could possibly do wrong. I mean, that is what he, how many charges in the court martial do we know? There was 14 to 15 charges that she had made against him. And even there is a statement that was made, uh, Laura at, uh, was Chris's fiance and she had at the court martial at a hearing before the court martial, I'm sorry, she had been accidentally put into one of the prosecution's witness rooms, and she overheard a conversation by James Garrett, Major James Garrett, who also testified at the murder trial, mm-hmm. um, and Bashore, who were the two attorneys trying to prosecute Kit at the court martial, and she heard them discussing Joan and said that she was. And I'm quoting this from a court order, a court document, and said that she heard them say they knew she was not credible and they were using her false allegations against Major Martin in a threat and leverage in order to continue the pursuit of the court martial against him and that they would drop them at a later time. They didn't know that she was hearing what they said. She went forward and told them what she had heard. They put her on the stand. She swore to it. Major Garrett and Major Bashore got on the stand and denied that they made the statement, said they never made a statement. But here's the interesting part. It got to the actual court-martial, and they did exactly what they said they were going to do that Laura overheard because it got it was close to court-martial time, and they dropped the charges personally against Joni. Mm-hmm. They dropped those charges so that she wouldn't have to get on the stand. 
Again, that goes to them saying she was not credible and that they were only going to use those charges to make it go forward to a court martial. So they perjured themselves in the court martial. They perjured themselves. Now, people are starting to be held accountable for this perjury thing. I'd like to see anyone in this case because once one of them's held accountable, the rest of them are going to go down like a great big old pile of dominoes. It's going to be just, dirty dozen. Yep, the greatest the day of dozen. our lives. <laughs> one can dream. One can dream that you'll all be held accountable someday for lying under oath and for everything else that happened to take an innocent man down because you needed a conviction. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I've heard that so many times from so many people. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I think that's why I became involved in this, Stacey. Um, I have never reacted to anything on TV like that. Like, wait a minute, did that just happen right in front of me? How do we just let this go? You know, you can tell Kit's a nice guy. When he was testifying, one of the things that stuck out to me, and I'm sure a lot of people, um, he's a military guy. He is such a military guy. I mean, such the way he talks, the way, you know, kind of talks like a military guy. I mean, that sounded awful, the way I just impersonated him there. But he does. He has kind of this this military uh, thing about him. And Vinny Politan didn't take too kindly to him. You know, the guy from Court TV and a lot of our followers, they're really mad at Vinny for that. Like, it's unforgivable to them. Uh, but he does have think- to... He does have to do a point-counterpoint situation. Mm-hmm. When you're on a television show like that, somebody's got to be on the other side. And most everybody from Court TV was taking, you know, the defense side of that case. So he was trying to back up the prosecution. And, man, did he get some—he got some some slack for it. Well, let's, let's address that a little bit, Kit's testimony. And I will be honest with you that before the— Before that day, I asked Kit to not go on the stand, not because I didn't believe him or because I thought he had anything to hide, but not everybody takes his kind to a military personality. Yeah. And I don't think he helped himself because he is so um, innocent, which may sound cliche, but he is so innocent that, you know, to him, You know, they really beat him up for saying the word, this is stupid. I didn't do this. But to him, it was just so unthinkable that he would do something like this. And, you know, his personality, he does have that military personality. That's just who he is. He was in the military for 30 years. How could he not have that personality? It did rub some people the wrong way. And she kept saying, Barbara Whaley, in all the way through, Uh, that everything was done in military precision. Believe me, it was not. This was one of the sloppiest murders known to mankind. Uh, I I didn't see any kind of military precision. That Major Kit Martin, I mean, that's a serious soldier right there. And I'm just... Military military precision is not even a correct adjective for this. It was not military precision. You do not have five bullets in one of your victims if it's military precision. It doesn't work that way. Um, it, it just doesn't. And Whaley said a lot of things that we could disprove. Absolutely. Right. And when you want to go there, we will go there oh, with that. Let's do a whole Barb. Let's do a whole Barbara Whaley show with that's coming up. Hey, by the way, if you were waiting on Jamie to come, you know, uh, Mr. James Phillips, lawyer, he was the 
actual attorney for the court martial. There's so many attorneys. And some were like at the beginning and then some followed through and remained with Kit. But James Phillips has been with, uh, and I know it's odd that his last name's Phillips, but yes, he has been uh, with uh, Kit for a very long time as far as uh, always giving him advice and always just being there for him, right? Even after the court martial. Did you see him inside the trial? Was he sitting in there at all ever? I did. Actually, he questioned me, so. Oh, fantastic. Um, he was the attorney there. And Mr. Phillips was prepared to be on here yesterday, and we had a scheduling. Yeah, he will be joining us, and we cannot wait to talk to Jamie. Hey, we are going to go ahead and uh, call it a day here. Uh, Got to get ready for the blizzard and go to the store and buy them out of milk and bread. Um, hopefully you're doing okay with this and uh, with the blizzard situation. And we appreciate you listening to the Free Kit Martin podcast. A lot of you have been there from the very beginning. Back in 2021, there was a whole movement that started. And we have now uh, put a couple of exit ramps on that. We have gotten off into a podcast realm. We have all kinds of social media. We have a Facebook page. The Free Kit Martin podcast has its own Facebook page. And we go live on that as well. So, And we will be going live on the YouTube. We're trying to figure that out right now. She and I, Stacy and I, are sitting and figuring all that out. So just so you know, we appreciate your kindness. We appreciate all the follows, the likes, the shares, the hashtags. Keep those going because it's a movement and we're new at this too and it's a grassroots movement. This is kind of some vigilante justice here when you're actually looking at an entire state that took down one of your relatives. I mean, I, isn't it like just unthinkable? It's unfathomable. Sometimes it feels like that it's not real. I remember sitting in the trial the day that the jury's decision came in and I can't figure out to this day if you know when you have a wreck and everything's in slow motion I don't know if that was my brain doing that or if Chris was really moving in slow motion but it just didn't seem real so. yeah Stacy thank you for just remaining vigilant remaining strong throughout this whole thing I'm trying to do the same and uh, I think you, we Chris. got this man we we are seeing some movement here and there, and um, we're going to keep you abreast of that situation as we see movement in this case. We are sitting on some very big news that you teased on Court TV not very long ago, and uh, there is a time that that can come out, and it isn't right now because, of course, the uh, Kentucky Supreme Court still has this case, and so we uh, remain um, strong throughout this. We're going to try to remain brave. And we are waiting on the Kentucky Supreme Court decision. So until then, you will not see us on court TV or any of those other things, but uh, you're about to. Thank you all. And Crystal and I want to say this real quickly. We saw a quote that was amazing. And the first part of it was, a man asked God, why are you sending me through such rough waters? And God said, because I know your enemies can't swim. See, these are the reasons that you need to be over on TikTok with us. We have figured out TikTok, and we have brought all of our wisdom to TikTok. Uh, <laughs> and we're way too old for it, but we love every second of it. Check out our TikTok. It's the Free Kit Martin podcast TikTok page, Facebook. We're on Instagram, and now we have taken off on YouTube. So thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week with Jamie Phillips, the attorney from the court martial. Please remember the hashtag FreeKitMartin and hashtag Joan had the phone.